I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Carmen and Cunningham in the morning. No, Danny's in for uh, Tone today. Tone has had his baby. Zach, did you get the text from Tone yet? No, I was going to ask you if he's on paternity leave or if he took the week to do Ohio State basketball fan podcast. I wasn't sure. Uh, No, he didn't. However... Uh, you didn't hear this text, did you? I said it on the air about 40 minutes ago. Well, you don't listen to this show, so what the hell? Um, uh, I, I, I was listening, and uh, league sources had confirmed to me prior to that. So good for Lima. I mean, he doesn't have much good in his life. Yeah. So let's just be honest. How sick is he when he says that his son has the same road win percentage as Chris Holtman in the Big Ten? He sent me the same. If this was visual, I would show you my text. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! All right, Zach, I got I got to get down to some business here. Um, who who has the power over the coaching staff with the Cleveland Browns? I think the head coach does. Um, I, I don't. Whoa! You know. Danny, you got to do it too. Whoa! Whoa! Wow. How, why? Because a lot of people don't think he does. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think in general, there's probably times and probably at least a semi-fair worry about the number of voices and about some things that have gone on there. But um, I think there is true collaboration. Um, I think, I know, Ken, that this group has earned some benefit of the doubt, some cachet, certainly um, a thousand percent compared to its predecessors. But I think in general, when you look at what they've done and what they just did, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think, you know, we're new here um, going to year five of a regime because that's double at minimum what the previous regimes had been. So change is part of it. So without disparaging anyone, certainly Bill Callahan and the Browns are worse for that. Like sometimes you have to make the change. Like, whether it was Kevin 60%, 80%, or 99%, he didn't do it lightly on the other changes, right? Um, just like last year, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, I mean, he, he carried some regret and some worry should he have done the Joe Woods thing earlier, you know? The Mike Prefer thing dragged well after the Super Bowl, right? So this, this is how it goes. And uh, honestly, one of the analogies that was made to me is that it's like free agency, right? Like in the coaching game and in this, you're not, everyone's not going to be a hit. Some are there for a short time and it's great. Some are there and, and contribute a little, and then it's time for them to go for the greater good of everything. So change is part of it. Um, Kevin Stefanski is a good coach. I think that he's on at minimum 
good footing. I think that's obvious. And, um, I, you know, to me, the next steps for the Browns are uh, handling success and then, you know, taking this approach that they've taken to the roster and, and maximizing this window because they need to do that. Um, they are an older roster and the window is open. Um, and what we're all kind of guessing and, and arguing about, I guess, to an extent, is how close really are they to the top of the AFC? Um, it needs to be right now in terms of staying there and in terms of closing whatever that gap is. Zach, when Ken was asked about play calling yesterday, he made the comment that he just wants to win and he'll do whatever it takes for that to be the case. Did you read into that, that he's going to be calling plays or he's not going to be calling plays? Yeah, I, I read into that specific one, Danny, that he was coached on. That that question's going to come, and it was a really clumsy answer. He's a really intelligent guy. and I, I remember that from way long ago. Um, you know, I've read into the situation that I believe he's calling the plays. But I've tried to dig through that, and I've not gotten a firm yes that I'm right. I, some people in the league believe that. Um, a week ago today at the Senior Bowl, you know, people believe that. Um, but I, I, I don't know that for sure, and I didn't read anything into yesterday. I mean, it was a – you know, he's 1-0 with Kevin Stefanski, right, because to, to get up there and say nothing – um, but be polite about it. That, that's Kevin's dream. That's what he, he tries to achieve three times a week, right? So um, I think he'll call the plays. And, you know, frankly, I, I'm not sure what – I do find it strange if that's how that it goes to some extent, but I'm not sure that it's either cause for alarm or cause for celebration at this point. I think it's just something we, we need to – let's see how it goes and later see if we can get any more insight as to the why. How concerned are they in their front office with the future of Deshaun Watson and how well he can play? Uh, I think they're super concerned, Ken. Um, I think that they've seen bright spots like we have. Um, I think there is a belief, and I think this change was was driven by um, we need to do more. But but he really did play well in those two November games, right? And um, even though it's going to be different with the coaching approach and, you know, now some what they went over last year in terms of how they got him ready or why he wasn't super in, in September. Um, you know, I, I think that there's still optimism, but is there some worry? Sure. Cause can this, what it comes down to is there was never going to be any middle ground with this, right? Uh, it, it was either going to be spectacular and the Browns are going to play deep into January and win big prizes, or it's going to be a bust. And the AFC is loaded. The division is as competitive and as tough as we have all thought, and to some cases worried that it might be. And if he's not really, really, really good, then they're not going to be at the top of the AFC. So he doesn't have to be better than everyone, specifically the one that we're always watching at this time of year. But he's got to be better than most of them um, for the Browns to keep this window open and to keep pushing it forward. So, Zach, why should we believe that Ken Dorsey's the one that can fix him? I, I can't tell you on that, Danny. I'm I'm wondering the same thing. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, I'm going to have to see that. Now, Ken Dorsey as a quarterback's coach was in Buffalo when Josh Allen was taking his biggest leaps. You know, uh, Ken Dorsey has called plays. He's seen this league from a lot of angles and is a super intelligent, respected guy. Um, you know, I, I, I can't sit here and say that the Browns are a ton better right now and that Dorsey's going to do this, this, and this that other people didn't do. You know, I think it comes down to Deshaun being healthy. I think it comes down to not just upgrades in the receiving cores, but better fits than last year. 
I mean, I think Elijah Moore can help a team win. But, I mean, the chemistry with he and Watson was a disaster last year. You know, um, I think there's a chance Cedric Tillman becomes a, a quality NFL player, but it's it's leaps and bounds from where he is right now. So they they got to make some decisions with Ken Dorsey being a part of it on how they want to shape things. Do they want to chase another tight end? You know, do they can they find a deep ball receiver? Can they draft a guy? Think down the road. Um, their draft philosophy is to think down the road, but like the road is right here with Amari Cooper in his age 30 season. <laughs> right mm-hmm. um with, with Najoku finally having this breakout and, and with what's at stake I mean they're going to continue to spend um and it's got to be right now so to me it's not just about acquiring more talent for that offense although I think the receiving group certainly needs it they what Ken Dorsey and Kevin Stefanski have to find is that vision and then find these new players to fit it to continue to unlock Najoku who's really his best games didn't come till after Watson was out either and that's that to me is is a major concern, um, and, and to you know just give him guys that he can get in a rhythm, um, hit the simple one. And, and last year they really thought that they had guys who could take quick ones and, and turn them a long way, and we didn't really see that till the end with Najoku. Zach Jackson joining us here from the Athletic. I, I believe you wrote last week. You, you talked to Andrew Barry. Said that he doesn't, as of right now, doesn't necessarily believe that Watson has to be restructured for this season. Yes, um, and, and I believe that's true to an extent. Now, I believe that ultimately it will come to doing that. But, I mean, when you just look at it, Ken, um, based on some other restructures that are anticipated in, in some basic things, he doesn't have to. But I think to give them the kind of flexibility and then ultimately the rollover, you know, following the plan that they have, um, I think that he will. I think it's borderline gimme. But um, when he said that, like, it, it, it does kind of – add up that they wouldn't necessarily have to do, have to do that. But the, the restructure, which is the Browns right to do it. It's not like you have to sit down and go through it um, would create 30 some million, you know, which would give you the opportunity to be where they want to be, which is knowing that they're going to roll it over um, and, and knowing they have to, you know, the, the cap is not a problem problem, but it is certainly something they have to be conscious of. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but having that flexibility to do different things as they go. Um, one of the things of last year is they were really good way after March and April on adding. And this was even before Joe Flacco came along, right? They got Darius Smith on a May Friday night. They added Shelby Harris, who was a really good player on that defense. Um, so it's just kind of having that flexibility and going as you go through the summer and are you forced by injuries or which of your young players that you're counting on look ready and which ones don't. Um, and a lot of that, a lot of times, that's, that's stuff you just can't judge right now in February and March. A lot of times you have to get out there and, and hope that they've developed and hope that everyone's healthy and see. So, you know, with the Watson restructure, with the Nick Chubb restructure and Jack Conklin restructures, they can create almost as much money as they need for the short, short term. So I expect that to happen, but I understand why his answer was that they don't necessarily need to do that. Zach, how much say do you think Ken Dorsey will have in replacing Bill Callahan along the offensive line? Yeah, that's a great question, Danny. I was kind of wondering that yesterday. Um, you would think a lot because it is a little strange that these other guys were hired before the coordinator was hired, right, which adds kind of a layer of, of uncertainty to this whole thing. But, um, you know, those guys are, are 
proven coaches in their own rights, um, even though they come from different backgrounds, and we'll see. Um, you know, I still think there's a really good chance that they hire Scott Peters, who's been here, um, and then kind of reshuffle from there. But I don't know. I, I, I'm not 100% sure that the staff is done even outside of Callahan. I think they would ideally like it to be. But um, I, I think that's probably something that I'm, I, I can't answer for you any better right now, and we'll see in, in 10 days or two weeks. Zach Jackson joining us here on the show. Um, for Amari Cooper and his contract, you mentioned he's 30 years old. Is there any room at the end for a free agent at all to add on, or are we just kind of shouting into the wind here, buddy? No, it, it could be. I, I don't think it's the it's the guy or guy or guys that get get mentioned there, right? Like, there's two simple reasons that T. Higgins is a pipe dream is that if he does hit free agency, he's going to make a ton of money. But why would the Bengals let him free? Like, why wouldn't they tag him and trade him? Right. So, um, I think that makes sense, Ken. I think um, that maybe the defensive line again, if there is a big splash in free agency kind of maybe makes more sense and then you would go like veteran number two ish three ish receiver um before you add in the draft so we'll see um yeah i, I mean amari's gonna make a lot of money and amari's still worth a lot of money there's there's no doubt about it but it is gonna be year 10 it is gonna be his age 30 season and um the contract was kind of structured that in a certain way you could have let him walk well when you look at the state of things you couldn't let him walk and that includes him being a really good player still so if you're going to have to manage him through, or you're going to have to deal with maybe a short-term absence. Yes. So you do need more veteran presence there. Um, you know, you would love to have a first round pick and either draft your left tackle or number one wide receiver of the future. So you don't, and that hurts. Um, so I, I'm interested to see what they do there, but I do think both a veteran and a rookie wide receiver um, are, are in the cards. And then it's like, are you going to take a true slot guy? Does he fit this offense? Um or are you going to stick to what they want to do, which is maybe take a developmental type receiver who's at least a year away, and then, you know, you're counting on now Cedric Tillman, Elijah Moore, and whatever lower tier, um, you know, free agent you would bring in, in addition to another Amari Big Year. So you're counting on an Amari Big Year either way, because he's Amari, and because you're going to pay him like 23.4 or something for next year. So Jed Wills is on borrowed time. You just said left tackle or wide receiver of the future. Well, Jed Wills is under contract fully guaranteed for $15 million this year, and then he's not under contract after that. So, so that's one it. way the Browns. So one way the Browns could save money is to do a long-term deal for Jed Wills and push that money forward. Is do you think they're going to do that? No. Do you think anybody would feel comfortable doing that? No. Right. And then your right tackle, you feel really good about DeWand, assuming he's healthy, which is an assumption. And you have Jack Conklin, who still has guaranteed money and now is dealing with a second significant injury. So, And you have James Hudson, who's been a backup and is now coming to the last year and you've seen probably that he's not ever going to be anything more than a backup now for a playoff team backup tackle is a pretty important spot yeah so you at least want to try to look to upgrade that right and we don't know the prognosis on Conklin that's the problem but he is under he has like five some million of guaranteed money and you know you'd love to have him playing right tackle for you that's why they gave him this second big contract but I just don't know what the deal is there. And then you don't really have anyone. Left. I mean, I suppose that, that Dewan getting a look at left, but nothing they've done well, is, um, has said that. And that's, that's what's interesting about the new offensive line coach, because you would think that person would have input in that. See, that's what made me kind of wonder here. Cause I'm like, all right, 
could they put DeWand at left? If if they know Jack Conklin's healthy, which I don't know for how long, but you understand. Could they put him back at right, and could there be a trade for Jed Wills, or that's just stupid? Uh, I would have told you a few weeks ago, no, but with an offensive new offensive line coach and a new offensive coordinator and not knowing Jack Conklin's status, I think anything's on the table. Um, I think under Callahan, he thought that DeWan was a right, and, and I think odds are the Browns probably think that too, but I'm not going to go any further on that because I just don't know that much about offensive line. You know, or the thinking of whomever is going to be next up uh, in charge there. What do you, What do you think, Zach? Happens with Nick Chubb? I know his contract is similarly worked, where there's an out this year. Do you expect him to be on the Browns next year? I do. I do. I don't think it's a certainty, but I do. I, I think Nick wants that. I think the Browns want that. Um, you know, the one thing I would say is this contract was always structured to where, you know, it's only four million for them to be out this year. The guarantees are paid. Like. Ahead of this injury, it wasn't a fully guarantee, right? And then last year when all the running back stuff was going on and Nick spoke up, unlike Nick, for himself and for his peers, you know, Andrew Barry's answer was we would love to have Nick Chubb as long as possible. And that was 100% true when he said that, um, and it remains that to this day, but he was careful not to say we're going to have Nick Chubb on this team for three or four more years, you know? Like Nick Chubb is the one guy who could beat the odds and be a 1,000-yard back after this injury. I don't doubt that. But he's six months younger than Ezekiel and Dalvin, and we know what happened to them last year. And that was without major injury. So I think Nick Chubb comes back on a renegotiated number and that the Browns want him to be a part of an offense and, and help them win games. But we don't know the rehab schedule, and we truly don't know how that's going to go because it is going to be a negotiation because right now he's under contract for 16, and that's a lot. I said to Lima a couple of weeks ago, I said that they can't, they could never even consider moving on from him. They'd have to renegotiate or do something because the hit with PR would be too bad with the fan base. Yeah. Is that actually po- Well, you said, yeah, is that actually possible? Like they were like, no, we can't do that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. no, I think that's a part of it, you know? And, and look, um, Andrew never says anything. Right. And he's really good at it because he's really polite about doing it. But when he comes out and offers up that, yes, we're going to have to renegotiate about that's a negotiating tactic. Yes. Like, that's just yes. what it is. So um, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, that, like I said, this is a contract you circled two years ago and said, ooh, in 24, that's going to be interesting. But you never thought that Nick Chubb would get hurt. And so it makes it more complicated. Zach, uh, hey, by the way, if he wins his third on Sunday, Patrick Mahomes, where does he rank all time? Honestly, Ken, I've been wrong a time or seven, but like the third time I ever saw him play, I thought he might be the best ever. I remember you said that to me on the phone. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, he's up there. It's crazy. I do think they're going to win. We'll see. Northeast Ohio wins either way, right, this week. So we'll see. Um, You know, they come here. The Chargers come here. Like this, you never know on an NFL schedule, but it sure seems daunting. and, you know, last year you dodged Herbert, you dodged Mahomes, you dodged Josh Allen. Well, two of them are coming here, you know, plus at Philly. I think it will be at Philly. I don't think it will be at Brazil, by the way. Um, but I, I don't know that for sure. But I, I would be surprised if the Browns are the choice for that one. Well, especially since high school football is so big in the state of Ohio. Can't do that. Well, you know, I think the Browns are going to be on the road week two, unless it's Monday night because of that concert. Yeah. So, Zach, thank yeah. you for the time. Thanks, guys. The outrageously wonderful Zach Jackson on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Hey, real quick, if Mahomes wins his third on Sunday, where's he at? So, I think it's a fun discussion. Well, I that's think why I'm asking you. I think he's the best quarterback I've ever seen. 
but I think that the greatest thing is different. I think Patrick Mahomes is better than anyone I've ever seen play quarterback. Tom Brady, you name it. Tom Brady's still the GOAT because he won seven of them. All right, is he number two because he'd be, he uh, would he be two or three? Because Joe Montana is number two with four. So I would, everybody, I think, has said Montana's number one before, and then Brady beat him, and then Brady really beat him, and that's it. Like, I forget. Brady's won so many, I forget. I, I always forget about the seven. I would put him second. Because- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Because I just think he's a better quarterback than Joe Montana was. So I, I think the winning is a little separate from how good you are. I just, I truly do not believe there's anyone that's been better at playing quarterback than Patrick Mahomes in the history of this league. I don't. When you say the best you've ever seen, like I, I always put that next to like Josh Gordon's the best wide receiver I've ever yeah. seen. Uh, he's not as fluid as Jerry Rice was. I mean, Jerry Rice was so smooth, but the best I've ever seen do it effortlessly was Josh Gordon. I, I think if he would have never... Well, if he would have, it's sad if he, if he never would have. Ten years later, we yeah, wouldn't have those problems. Probably. But he, honestly, like the, we, he came out and he said there were so many other things. Maybe he still would. I mean, again, yeah. when it comes to Josh, I mean, I, I don't mean to redo it. I, I think it's one of those cases where he's good at football, and everybody around him knew he was good at football and pushed him into football. And there were probably some people who tried to save him from himself and save him from his situation. And then I felt that he felt that there was probably some responsibility to do that to that situation. But there was so much self-sabotage in his career that he had to have felt, I don't think he liked football. I don't think that Josh Gordon liked football. Um, which is sad because, I mean, it's it's just amazing how, how the laws of physics and God just come together where it's like, this is the greatest wide receiver I've ever seen. And he, he is... It, even if he had his stuff together, he might not be interested in playing the game. Um, so that that's sad, but that's true. But I don't think if he if he didn't have the type of personal problems that he had, I don't think he would have been available to the Browns anyway. Oh, there's no doubt um, that. So you you never would have had him. But I I do think he's the greatest wide receiver ever played. Now that's an abrupt right turn. He's the best wide receiver I ever saw play. I, I should say. Well, I think there's Pure talent. 
there's a big difference between greatest and best. I think for greatest, you have to have longevity. You have to have winning. Like, I think Donovan Mitchell's the second best player to ever play for the Cavs. He's not the second greatest. I think there's a big Ooh, boy, difference that's there. That's a hell of a conversation. Yeah. I think there's a, like, I think he's Woo! better at basketball. Donovan Mitchell's number two already? I think he's better at basketball than anyone other than LeBron. He's not the second greatest. He's Cavs. better than Kyrie? I think so, yeah. I think. Donovan Mitchell on the Cavs is a better basketball player Don't than Kyrie was. think about – okay, you said was. He's better than Kyrie was at that time. Kyrie was pretty damn good. Yeah, man. Donovan Mitchell's incredible. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell is incredible. <sighs> Kyrie is the greatest I've seen at certain aspects. Like, All I've right, never seen a below-the-ring finisher to, like I'm not that. trying to take shots. Well, that's what I'm saying. I've never seen a finisher like Kyrie Irving. I'm not trying to take shots at Donovan Mitchell. We're just calling it how we see it, right? All right. Donovan Mitchell's up there. I could try to tell you that LeBron creates opportunities for Kyrie Irving. But when you're on a team, and this is everybody's struggling right now whether or not the Cavs are true contenders. Right. All right? So you're on a team that you know is contenders, and you're getting everybody's best shot because you're playing next to LeBron. And again, nobody plays with LeBron except for Dwayne Wade. They play for LeBron. When it comes to LeBron. Sounds so like Ken Dorsey. So you're playing for LeBron. <laughs> so you're playing for LeBron. Now I could say that LeBron creates a lot of opportunities, but there's also where you're getting everybody's best shot every single night. I'm sorry. I I, I love what the Cavs are doing. You're putting me in a in a place to be a heel here, and I don't mean to do it. And Owen's smirking over there. You are not getting everybody's <laughs> best every single night. You are not. You're not, but that doesn't mean Donovan's I don't know if not a team that is, but Donovan finished what sixth in MVP voting last year? Yeah. I don't think Kyrie's ever gotten MVP votes when he was in Cleveland. Donovan is an incredible basketball. It's not to say... 216-474-0092. Kyrie Irving or Donovan Mitchell? <laughs> Who's the second best Cleveland Cavalier ever? Or if it's, is it somebody else? I didn't realize we were going to do this. Why not Hold Kevin on. Love or Tristan Thompson? Hold on off Mahomes. They're, they're top five. I know. Top, well, Tristan's top ten. Uh, Mah- um, Mahomes is top five. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Love is top five. All right. I would take my homes on this Cavaliers So hit the right music now. for power rankings. Let's go. I didn't mean to do this, but here I mean, I this is the perfect. It. Yeah, I know. Here we go. All right, number one with a bullet is LeBron. Will never be changed. Number two is Kyrie. Do I really want to put Donovan Mitchell number three, or do I want to start a big fight? <sighs> Nate Thurman number three. No. Are we doing best or greatest? Because there's a difference. What do, you, what do you mean there's a difference? To be great, like to be like Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. I think Mahomes is a better quarterback, but you need the longevity and the accolades. Like Kyrie is above Donovan Mitchell in the greatest argument, but Donovan is the second best guy to ever play for the oh, Cavs. Oh, come on. You there's are, a difference. For a man who deals in semantics for a living, you are splitting there's, some hairs No, here. there's such a big difference. Owen. There's such a big difference. Come on. Help me. You believe you agree with him? No, I Oh. I'm trying to think of if I had to play a game tomorrow, I'd probably want to start Donovan Mitchell, but I need Kyrie right there to take that last the last two minutes. I need him to be the guy to go close out the game. Ice water. I mean, I like Donovan Mitchell. I don't know if Donovan Mitchell I, I gotta tell you, man. <laughs> if Donovan sticks around, he becomes probably the second greatest. See, you're player talking in about history. best and greatest. Okay, what if Austin didn't get hurt? Did. Okay, but you're saying the best and the greatest. 
You say there's a difference. There is. Is there? Yes. Is there? Yes. There okay. Is. Like, so like, you're do saying. You, do you think that? So who are you saying is greater? Who? Oh, hold on. Who are you saying is greater? Is it Kyrie or is it Donovan Mitchell? Kyrie is ahead of Donovan on the greatness scale. Donovan's ahead of Kyrie on the best scale. Then where does Austin Carr fit? Because he got in, he got a knee injury. He could have been one of the greatest of all time. He, where does Brad Doherty fit if he didn't have back issues and knee issues? Those guys are higher up on the greatest scale. It don't make any scale. damn sense at it, all. It makes Where's a ton Zidrunas of sense. At if he doesn't break his feet. Zidrunas, I mean, Zidrunas had great years after and that. And he was pretty good. Yeah. He, he was really good after. Like, most, most of his career that. was after the foot injuries. Man, so. I didn't even mean to get in this argument. Yeah, Here, you he got me going. It. You're welcome. I, man, I don't know if I'm willing to put Donovan Mitchell number three already. It's been such a short period of time. He's been here for two years. But that's the greatest thing. He's already it's, second, I think, in 40-point games in, he is. in Cavaliers history. He had more 40-point games last year than anyone other than LeBron has had in their entire Cavaliers career. Okay, well, Mitch, who do you got? Top three, go. Right now, go. Top three has got to be uh, Mark Price three, Kyrie stop, two, stop, LBJ stop. one. Hey, gotta play the music. I'm sorry, that's my fault. Music, Mitch. That's my fault. That's my fault, man. If you get get the music on time, you would have had that right the first time. That's my fault. That's my fault. I'm blaming blaming myself. I'm blaming myself. Count to one Mississippi and wait for (laughs) Mitch. Here we go. Go ahead. Number three, Mark Price. Number two, Kyrie Irving. Number one, LeBron. Don Mitchell's four, but it's a close four between him and Price. Damn it, friend, you got a deal. Mark, man. If Mark played today, where would he be? Well, he'd be known as the oldest basketball player in NBA history. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. Put put Mitch on the board. Put a puppet on the board. I'd rather have it than that, that comment you just made. Don't be mad that I'm smarter. I'm going to say LeBron, Kyrie. I'm going to say Mark Price. I'm going to agree with him. I'm not, I can't put Donovan up there yet. You're not going to wait for the music either. Okay, sorry. Hit the music. Boom. <laughs> Number three. Mark Price for three. Number two. Kyrie. Number one. LeBron. There you go. I can't put Mitchell number two. You're high. You're in here on He's drugs. a better basketball player than Kyrie was here. I don't know how you can say that. Because it's true. I got a guy who finished alongside of LeBron James. Yes. It, that There is a lot of pressure to play alongside of LeBron there's James. There's a ton of pressure, but there's also a ton of pressure being the best player on a team that wins 50-plus games. But again, Kyrie was never the that. Best, they were the, not winning more than 30 the, games with Kyrie leading the, the way. He's the best player on a team that won 50-plus games and got embarrassed in the first round. Kyrie, Kyrie had to play against a guy who was playing against ghosts. He had to play with LeBron James Kyrie or for LeBron come James. Onto the court who's, during fan night. And LeBron is chasing guys who are either dead or who are watching from the stands. You're playing you're, LeBron is playing for who? Wilt passed away. Kareem Michael. I mean, you're talking about that. Like there's yeah. way more pressure on Kyrie Irving to perform than there's ever been for Donovan Mitchell. Sorry, Danny, you're nuts. That's part of the reason why Kyrie's ahead of Donovan in the greatness. Two one six that this is frustrating. That's that. There's. It's the same thing. No, it's not. It's the same thing. No, it's not. Two one six four seven four double oh ninety two. Hold off on the Mahomes thing. Like you said, now jo- I'm just angry. You said Josh Gordon's the best wide receiver you've ever watched, right? Yes. He's nowhere near the greatest wide receiver. In Hold the NFL. on. I gotta go to break. Two one six four seven four double oh ninety two. 
Who's who? Who's the better? I don't. Who's the greatest better? Is it <laughs> LeBron's number one? Is it? It's Donovan Mitchell already number two. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Also, Mitch, please coming up on the fan. I have spent the last few minutes in this studio screaming at so, some of you guys. Listen, I, I'm just talking about pure basketball. I'm talking about pure what I saw on the floor. You guys have a very selective memory of what happened when Kyrie Irving played for this basketball team. A very selective memory. It started, I was going to ask if Mahomes ended up taking over number two. And then all of a sudden, you brought up the Cavs, and away we went. I'm going to get these phones here in a second, then we're going to do Mitch, please. I promise. But like Jaden says, Twitter actions brought to you by Shop and Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. I said, he said Donovan Mitchell, he's an alpha. Not saying Kyrie wasn't, but he's a better number one here than Kyrie was. You, I mean, you have given Donovan Mitchell Darius Garland. You have given Donovan Mitchell Evan Mobley. You have given Donovan Mitchell Jarrett Allen. Who did Kyrie have before LeBron? Dion Waiters? Please. I mean, you can make the case that Donovan just played some of the best basketball of his career with two of those guys out. I'm not saying he didn't play some of the best basketball of his career. But when they were here, I had a guy who had to fulfill a prophecy with LeBron James. Yeah. And he was playing against not just other teams. He was playing against ghosts. And he had to do it against one of the greatest assemblies of talent ever. Yes. Ever. Yes. Ever, ever, ever. You just gave me this whole thing about, oh, Milwaukee's not Milwaukee anymore. They're not. They're not Giannis isn't Giannis anymore. Uh, and I'm going, guys, you got, we got steamrolled by the Knicks and embarrassed. They laughed at us. That doesn't mean Come Donovan's on. not better at basketball than Kyrie was Lord here. almighty. All right, let's see what Jarrett and Stowe thinks. Hello. Hey, I'd say that there is definitely a difference in the best and most, uh, the greatest argument for sure. Thank you. And if, if you put, there is, but Ky- he keeps moving the goalposts no, on me, Jared. Yes, he no, is. Yes, you are. Jared, do you have your own rankings? Yeah, you got your rankings. I mean, Kyrie's too. No, just no, wait. Hold on. Now you go. Go ahead, Jared. I mean, LeBron won, obviously. Yeah. Kyrie two. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell. I put him at three, slightly above Kevin Love at four. Okay. There we go. Jared, thank you very much for the call. Patrick and Berea, hello. Uh, What makes Donovan number two over Kyrie? People Uh, seem to forget how good Kyrie was. They do. I mean, these people, they they are selective memories, Patrick. Thank you very much. Continue. One sec. When you look at it, Donovan's the only one on this team that can score 40. That's not true. Kyrie played next to LeBron, who could score 70. Bingo. Darius Garland's so, got a 50-point game. One. One, exactly. That's one less than Kyrie had. Kyrie had double nickels. He was playing along next to LeBron James. Kyrie not in one of those games. and 57. Bingo, bingo. It's only one of those games LeBron played. Donovan scored 72. 71. It was a lot. So what, Donovan scored 71 and now he's gone? Don't call I mean, God, that, but he's better at a, basketball than Kyrie was. That's a very that, you 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 must hate him because the earth's flat or something. No, <laughs> Kyrie, <laughs> wait listen. A minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I so now Patrick, I said to leave it to basketball because I don't believe that the earth's flat. No, uh, no, no, no. But I'm saying Kyrie might, and so he's a whack job. <laughs> I mean, I'm this not, dude. <laughs> this, this this guy talking about Donovan being better than Kyrie has to believe the earth's flat. <laughs> Give me your thoughts on dinosaur bones, Patrick. <laughs> I don't have it. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. Are we ready for Mitch, please? All right. Yeah. We Our Mitch, please, comes courtesy. This is going to be an assist from Meredith Kane. This is Why don't you David. Let Mitch 
set it up. Oh, yeah, Mitch, I'm sorry. I didn't it's know. Mitch, Mitch was on the phone. I'm sorry. Ken Mitch was on the phone. Over. Go ahead, Mitch. I, I, I tell you what. I've had a, a rough morning. Yeah. I've been busy all here. I had to talk about my dating life earlier. Yeah, yeah. We had the whole thing last segment, so I'm going to let Meredith take over for me Will while to, I get this work done. Willing to travel 20-plus miles for some skirt. <laughs> oh, Mitch. <laughs> Go ahead, Meredith. What do you got? Uh, so the, the clip that I have comes courtesy of NFL network, NFL access. Uh, it was David Carr. He was asked if he thought that there was going to be a standout player in the Super Bowl. One covered for opening ceremonies, but, uh, for you, is there a player that'll the show? George Kittle. So I'm glad Taylor Swift is out of the country because if she sees George Kittle, <laughs> oh. she might rethink the tight end that she chose. What? That's all I'm saying. Oh, no. That's all I'm saying. He's to his college sweetheart. Oh, okay. All right, that's my, that's my bad. That's okay. my bad. Okay. My bad. Shout out oh. to Claire Kittle yeah, out there. So, yeah, that was, that was David Carr making a really, just a, overall, really bad joke. It didn't land, and he got uh, killed on social media. For yes, him. he Meredith, did. You are the biggest Swifty at the station. Right? I am. I am very proud. Good for you. Maybe in the that cluster. Title. That's fine. That's perfectly fine. You're allowed to love her. I, I, love I think Taylor that Swift. I think it's wonderful. Uh, we're allowed to love love. Um, I, I warned I warned you, though, about the Derek Carr thing. His family is very sensitive on social media. Where one day, and Andy Gresh might remember this, my buddy from uh, Boston. Uh, one day I tweeted about Derek Carr and how, Mitch, this is beautiful, by the way. Derek Carr needed to, like, get out of Oakland. And the way I said it was like, I'm trying to save Derek. I liked Derek Carr at the time. No, it's, he's not worth saving. But at the time, I really liked Derek Carr, and I took a nap because I was doing, like, the CBS show on Sundays at the time, so it was, like, a Monday, and, you know, I used to get, like, one hour of sleep before the sh- between the shows. I wake up from this nap, and I look, and it's nothing but Raider fans cussing me out, calling me every name in the book. I go, what is this? And I saw it was Darren Carr, their brother, and he's ripping me, and I got Gresh texting me. He goes, oh, you're getting the Carr family treatment. I go, what is this? He goes, oh, they're very sensitive people. They search their brother's name, and when they see it, they go right after. So when I saw that this morning, Meredith, I go, you were oh, worried about me, yeah, because I, because I did, I did quote tweet it and give my own kill him myself because I oh, thought yeah. it was an awful take. But I think with the amount of people that were going after him, I just mm-hmm. don't think that there's enough uh, people in the Carr family to. <laughs> to is there really a point? I found myself in a bit of a fraternity of, of radio show hosts who have been attacked by the Carr family. Is there a point where maybe you would like that to happen? You could be brought in to I the would, family? Sure. I would love to be a part like of Like an oath fraternity. of omerta in some yeah, way? Yeah, I feel like uh, if I have a former, even current professional athlete's family attack me, maybe that means I've made it. Okay. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> Thanks. I Best appreciate of all. it. <laughs> see, if I can get, see if I can get Darren, Darren Carr to come on out and yell at you for it. Yeah, it was like hit pony texting me about it. A guy, a guy in Chicago texting. One of the other ones that everybody likes to write on, or yell at on Twitter, because he's always having an argument about LeBron. He got involved in it. I was like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, oh yeah, it's a really well known thing. The cars go after everybody. Well, you said it was Raiders fans too, right? Yeah. Well, no, they get the Raiders fans on you. Oh, so they weaponize their, yes. their fan base. Got it. Yes. They might not have a fan base to do that with now. Thanks to everybody who joined us today. Uh, Danny, you were wonderful. Thank you. Jason Lloyd in tomorrow. That'll be fun. Can we get through a whole show without him eating his breakfast and putting his nope. feet on the table? Over under when he puts his feet on the table I'll, and he eats write, his breakfast. I will write on a piece of paper, seal it in an envelope. We'll open it tomorrow when it happens. Are you back tomorrow, Gold Dust Woman? Uh, I'll be in the afternoons for the rest ah, of the week. Ah, jeez. Sorry. Is Jeff back? 
Jeff will be back, yes. Oh, that'll be a hoot. All right. Big thanks to everybody who joined us today. Zach was great. Termini was great. We're back tomorrow, 6 to 10. Hopefully we'll get an update on Mason, the baby. It ain't the same as Enzo, the baby. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Go Cavs. Hey, sounds good. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.